Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilton Paul. I'm Johnny. I'm Spencer. Here on Dilton Paul, we go on Wikipedia. We click random article. Can we talk about it? Yeah, we do. Johnny. Yes. I got good news for you. Okay. You can save a bunch of money by switching to Geico. Do you remember the Caveman <laughs> show based on the Geico commercial? How many episodes did that have? Too many. I did have more than one. Someone very famous was on that. No. Yes. I'm. We're not in the thing, so I'm going <laughs> to look it up because I... Okay, you, you do that, but I've actually got a, a five-star iTunes review for you. Okay. Well, what, do you have it right now? Do you have the cast list of the Caveman show? What was it even called? Caveman. Oh, boy. I mean, Geico was, <clears throat> like, running pretty hot for a minute. That hot? That's the thing, though, is they got real, yeah, up their own butts about themselves. Maybe no one... I, th- I could have sworn... Fred I mean, Savage was in one episode. It looks like there were four episodes. Oh. Oh. Here's the very famous man who was on this show. The very famous man. <laughs> oh, that was direct, Fred Savage directed an episode. Oh, okay. Much better. Nick Kroll. <laughs> and Nick Swardson. Wow. But Nick Kroll is like... So Nick Kroll... He's like a dude, you know? He's like... That was like his his entry into Kroll show. He did the Caveman show <clears throat> first. That's he really like you know cut his teeth on the Caveman show. That's a thing. There was another show that came out around the same time, and it was it was like Fox was pushing it real hard. And it was like written by the writers of The Simpsons, and it was about a family who was like very unlucky, and it was called like the 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 misfortunates or something like that and it was like i'm daniel misfortunate do you do you know what i'm no, talking about thank god no that was that was a very bad show how was the caveman show about car insurance no it was just about those cavemen in in modern times mhm and were they dummies no they were just i think they're just like dudes who but the whole premise was so easy, even a caveman could do it. I think that they took some creative liberties <laughs> with the show and just had, you know, like sort of an unfrozen oh, caveman wasn't that lawyer the thing? scenario. Like the, 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 their narrative arc over the series of commercials ended up being that they're not even dumb, but people keep saying they're dumb just because they're cavemen. Probably. It was like profiling. So maybe Geico's trying to teach us some about ourselves. Johnny, I have <clears> a five-star <throat> review for you. Okay. This is by King... For five-star review for cavemen. Yeah, this is for cavemen. Um, Starring Nick Kroll. <laughs> Of Kroll show, <laughs> and and fucking oh hello, yeah, smash Broadway <laughs> sensation oh hello. And didn't he like marry someone who's also like he a was, good? He was dating Amy Poehler for like a minute. Uh, maybe that's one thing enough. This is by King Bobson. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, for real? This is um. Remember how I told you a friend started listening and he's from North Dakota? Oh yeah, he's he's not very happy about us. Well, that's fine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what he brings here. Um. The review, it's a five-star review, and actually, 
the title is asterisk generally delightful. I believe that the asterisk implies he was giving us six stars. That's how I'm going to interpret that. I will allow that. Here's the review. Love the podcast. Despite some ignorant and wrongheaded <laughs> beliefs about the fair state of North Dakota, these silly gentlemen are a delight whether they are talking about random articles or wandering down rabbit holes. Check it out. That's a good, just a real punchy. Yeah. Here's what here's what I like. Here's what I'm wrong about. And here's how great this podcast is. <laughs> and hey, don't take my word for it. Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that's lovely. I mean, it's nice that you know somebody from North Dakota. I guess. Well, I mean, until then, I mean, I guess we still can't even prove that it's a real place, but sure, we're one step closer. Um, just, just <sighs> while we're doing the thing, uh-huh. the show was called The Pits. It was an American sitcom. This is The Misfortunates. Yes, that okay. aired on Fox between March and April. That's it. Two thousand three, early March and late March, starring. It's 2003, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starring the one, the only, uh-huh. the very famous Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> I was really hoping you would say Nick Kroll again. That would this be this time for sure. All time, Lizzie Kaplan. She's a she's a person. She's a she's a pretty famous person. Is she more famous than I give her credit for? I think so. I know her from um, that Tina Fey movie whose name escapes me. Tina Fey. You just M- said her name. Mean, mean Girls. Oh sure, no. She's she's like pretty famous. Okay. And it all got started on the Misfortunates. The Misfortunates. Yep. <laughs> what was the damn title? The Pits. The Pits. That sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> I I don't think that we broke a rule by looking those two things up because it was before we we were not looking up anything really. No, we to, haven't initiated the the octagon. It's nice, it's nice to have ground rules. Yeah, really. Yeah, you need to know what you're getting into. You ready? I am ready. To step into the, the octagon? Is that you said? That's what I said, but I think we need to workshop that because I believe someone has a trademark on that. I the, mean, stepping into the dilettante ballroom. The, Get on your dancing shoes because you're about to, <laughs> to enter the dilettante ballroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, this, this is not something that I'm like... Uh, uh, I don't know. I almost I know almost nothing about this, but I think that it is very much in my wheelhouse. Okay. President Evil. <laughs> Hold on. There's a lot to unpack with that one. Now, is this related at all to Resident Evil? Is, uh, is President Evil a real person? Again, I don't know much about this specific property, okay. but at first blush, I think it is just a play on words. Okay. Re- so... No. So no. There's there is no Umbrella Corp as far as I am aware okay. in this property. All right. Um, and right up at the top, this this is an article about this thing, which I will reveal in a moment. For the episode of Robot Chicken, see Robot Chicken season three. Not so this to, is not Robot Chicken. Not to be confused with Resident Evil. <laughs> so okay, so there goes that right off the gate, right off the bat, out the gate. President Evil is the fifth episode of the third season of the American Mystery Television series. Veronica Mars. <laughs> okay. And the 49th episode overall, written by Jonathan Moskin and David Moulet, and directed by Nick Mark. The episode premiered on the CW on October 31st, 2006. I feel very much like I would get very into Veronica Mars. She, what's what's the, the new Netflix series that's Veronica Mars also? Is there a new Netflix series that is Veronica it's Mars? It's not Veronica Mars, but is, is am it, I mistaken? Am I thinking of Alias? 
I think I'm thinking of Alias. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I believe Jessica Jones is a character in Alias. Is that true? No, I just believe it. I'm not sure if it's true or not. I, I don't think that I don't think that Alias has anything to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Other than maybe J.J. Abrams is involved in both. Because the thing with Jessica Jones is she she doesn't even what, what's her superpower again? Deduction. I don't I know. Think her superpower not, is deduction. I I'm so like checked out of all superheroes. You, that one you might like, but maybe she can like. Uh, she can maybe jump and fall um, very well and not I, get injured. I did not realize that she was a superhero at all. I thought it was just kind of a detective show that happened around superheroes. Well, it's, yeah, basically. Like, her superpower, I think, is she just doesn't die when she jumps off of buildings. That's a pretty solid superpower. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're going to live in New York, that's a good one to have, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to catch my cab. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> my lift is here, and the elevator isn't. <laughs> Which is very confusing for English people. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, I, yeah whatever. No, there's something there. My yeah, my lift is here, um, and the lift isn't. I don't know. Do you think that when, do you think that lift is called something different in England so that they don't think that they're hailing a bunch of elevators, great glass elevators that can go up, down, left, right? <laughs> um, it is called something different. Lori. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a truck, though. Yeah, that really is. That's what that. Dolly is called there. Lori. The sheep that they cloned? Mm-hmm. Why they why the name it? They changed from Dolly to Lori? No, Dolly. They're both female names. Um, Man, what do they call cars? They just call them cars, huh? I think they call them boots, right? The whole car. They call them cars, too. <laughs> Mater's Revenge. Is that why we're where we are today? What? Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> you mean you and I specifically? The world, our the, con- platform? the country. Because of Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a manner of speaking, I would say yes. And here's, I think he was creating sleeper cells, basically. Yeah. <laughs> here's my evidence to back it up. With, with, with He's not even that guy. That's a character. He's Dan Whitney. He's Dan Whitney, the normal human being who doesn't have a southern accent any more than you or I. Isn't that weird? We were just talking about Pee Wee Herman last episode. It's the same thing. I was gonna say he's he's he, he's no more Dan he, Whitney is no more P, uh, Larry the Cable Guy than Paul, Paul Rubens, Rubens is Pee Wee Herman. Herman. Larry the Dan Whitney is no more Larry the he's no more Pee Wee Herman than he is Larry the Cable Guy. You know? Yeah, right. Either, either one is a very thin veil that he's just wearing. And my point is. Everyone got duped, or not everyone, but well, I mean everyone, sure, but like I got, I got got, I got know, got for a, for a while when he was on when he was on JRR, right? WJRR one one point one, and he was just Larry the Cable Guy, you know, right after um, Bubba the ta- ta- oh, Taco Bob, Pat Lynch and Taco Bob, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's that was very strange to like be aware of Larry the Cable Guy and as a, like, as like a very local radio personality, right? And then all of a sudden he's famous. he's exploded. I know someone who is like cousins with Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, really? Yeah. What do they have to say about Mr. Whitney? I, or don't they? I mean, I haven't talked to them in years. Well, time to renew that friendship because <clears throat> I got to get me a Larry the Cable Guy autograph. Um. Yeah, that's so. Have you seen like footage of him doing stand up as Dan Whitney? Yeah, and and uh, granted, it's from a long time ago, so like the material's not even that great, you know. So it's not it's not because he's not doing Larry the Cable Guy, mm-hmm. but I would like to see his non yeah like redneck style. 
you think he has anything now? Do you think he ever goes? There'd be no use. To, well, oh, interesting. Like he just goes to some club, like shaves his goatee, uh-huh. puts on like you know a blazer. You never recognize him. I don't think you would. No, I wouldn't. I mean, literally, yeah. If he just wore a shirt with sleeves, took his hat off, and yeah, shaved his goatee, no way. I'd, I'd or even just him. grew the rest of it out. Sure. Yeah. Never in a million years. That's kind of a bummer, though. That's like the ultimate. Like he. Does he just live his life as Larry the Cable Guy? Oh, like with no consequences for being Larry the Cable Guy? Well, what I mean is like if he's just going out to dinner with his wife or whatever. Uh-huh. Is he Dan Whitney? Oh, or yeah. And then he can just like turn it on at, a, at the drop of a hat. And would people recognize him? That must be really nice if he just to have that lives his of... normal life as Dan Whitney. Right. Yeah, I guess it depends. I think about that a lot with um, luchadors who, that, who wear masks. Mm-hmm. And specifically keep their identity secrets. It's like, do you, because you couldn't just go out to like a spaghetti dinner dinner and be like, man, you know, it'd be cool if someone came up and said hi, you know? Yeah. Because like you, your character is super duper famous, but then like you are just some dude. Yeah, that's you weird. Know? Does he have a goatee all the time? You know, like. Well, that's whatever's hot at the moment, right? For, for that crowd. Well, I mean, the goatee is his thing, but like just when he's, when he's. When he's going out to dinner, when he's going to Olive Garden with Larry out of the cable guy, <laughs> is well, why why would he shave it so that people don't recognize him? So he doesn't uh, have to have a stupid fucking goatee. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Number one, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, like if he's if he's not touring, yeah, and has no reason to be Larry the cable guy, does he just? I guess it depends on on how how much he wants the recognition. I guess right. <sighs> I want I want I want someone to interview him as Dan Whitney sure. and I I want to find these things out. What if we had Dan Whitney interview Larry the Cable Guy and vice versa? Had like a little <sighs> had like a little series. Cuz cuz Mick Foley did that once with himself cuz he played three different characters on WWF. And so one of them interviewed another one. It's pretty revolutionary technology at the time. I mean it wasn't, but Wishbone did the same thing with Prince and the Popper. Um Weird Al used to do the thing where he would interview people, but he would just use like st- like f- other interviews. I of remember these seeing people. that. I remember, yeah, yeah. He did one with Eminem and one with that's uh, what I was thinking of. Um, uh, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, and so it made it made him see like it made it made really made it seem like he was interviewing them. Yeah, and they, but it was they always were, a two shot. It was never and that they were giving like very weird. Yeah, he'd be like, "Well, that's weird." Yeah, like I remember the day when I realized. It wasn't real. Oh no! Well, no, just because it was like I finally figured it out. The, like, day the music I wa- died. <laughs> well, I had I'd watched this series of interviews, like the weird. It was like behind the music, weird hour or something like that. Sure. And I just watched it like every day that week. And after my my, my third or fourth time viewing it, I finally was like paying attention enough to be like, oh wait a minute, this oh, is no. crazy. Yeah. I the one question that I remember, and I don't remember whether he asked Eminem or Avril Lavigne, but he was like, "How do you feel about butterscotch enemas?" Which is such a like fucking weird out thing to yes. say. And the the answer is just something like, oh, you know, sometimes they're great. And and it just cuts back to me. He's like, okay, <laughs> like, barely even a joke, right? <laughs> really, yeah. But it's still so very good. You know what's weird is the opposite of that. And this is, it took me much longer to figure this out. Is Space Ghost Coast to Coast? That's like a real interview, or you know what I mean? Or like the 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 person on the TV is aware of what's happening. Sure. I never I, watched much Space Ghost okay. Coast to Coast. Well, it's in a similar sort of vein where it's like a bizarre. It's it's not. It's barely an interview. Well, the same thing with like the Daily Show. You know, it's like. Well, 
Yeah. They, they, uh, I don't know how heavy the editing is, mm. but they certainly set them up to look dumb. Right. Well, there's nothing to be set up with Space Ghost. It's just like, a, an, it's just a ridiculous, it's, it's just insane. It'd be like if you just, I can't even describe it. Like they just talk about nothing. Like no, no agenda gets pushed. No, nothing happens. Like Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Craig Ferguson. Yeah. If, if the, what's his name? Like the robot skeleton. I'd barely. But you know what I'm talking about though? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If he was the interviewer, that's what Space Ghost is like. Okay. Where it's like, what is happening? Like it's so many steps removed from being a legitimate. That was a fun thing that Cartoon Network did for a while was just taking like weird old properties and like recontextualizing them. Yes. Like Harvey Birdman. Attorney at Law, hosted or uh, voiced by Steve Car- or uh, Steve Colbert, Steve Colbert, um, and then like C Lab twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean the Brack show starring Brack, uh, which I think I don't even think Brack was like an a real villain from Space Ghost or or Birdman or whatever it was. I think it was just like a maybe like one or two off villain, and like screw it, he's he's a dude now. Um, were there any others? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. There was one about, yeah, I mean, there were, I can't, I just have flashes in my head of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there were a lot, but nope, couldn't tell you. That whole channel was really weird for a time. Yeah. I guess it still kind of is with Adult Swim. They sort of like. I don't think it's as weird. Weird humor has gotten different. Yeah. Tim and Eric is like weird humor now, which I I love Tim and Eric very much. But, but, but back then it was like Aqua Teen. Which I was very into, and I I'm very afraid to know if it holds up, and I don't think it probably does. It probably doesn't, but also every episode is like twelve minutes long, so whatever. And then eventually, I don't know if you knew this, but eventually, Aqua Teen Hunger Force every season just changed the name of the show. No, I didn't know that. So like the next one year, it was like Aqua Unit Patrol Squad One, <laughs> and that year, uh, Queens of the Stone Age did the theme song, which was pretty cool. <laughs> no, I didn't know any of that. Oh man, speaking of Queens of the Stone Age. When this episode airs, I will have just gotten back from seeing them in Milwaukee. Oh, and how were they? They were, dude, they were so fucking good. And that makes me extra pumped to see them here in Chicago in December. For real? Yeah. Damn, dude. That's pretty I'm, fly. They're so fucking good. And I think I was telling you this the other day. Their new album rules. Their new album is so good. They're so fucking good. The dude, concert was great. I had a friend that told me that no one says dog. Like when referring to their friends, is that true? Are we crazy? Because like everyone I know says dog. I don't think so, but also because I just said someone was fly, and I didn't even bat an eye when I said it, and I like have never described something as fly. I I don't know. I feel like the way that we talk is such a a bizarre such a nightmare, of, yeah. and I blame I blame our friend Steve Clark for a lot of it because he said for opening some, the gates to he being, said some weird stuff. Yeah. He describes somebody as that old that, smokestack. That old smokestack. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I've heard I hear people call people dog. You yeah, know, tons all the fe- time. Fellow podcasters, Certainly. Seth Romatelli <laughs> and um, uh, Griffin McElroy, yeah. both call people dog. Well, here's the, the thing about what you just said. Yes, we're all equally famous uh, podcasters, and that goes without saying. But I know for a fact that the McElroys listen to Oh Yeah, Dude, of which which is where Seth Romatelli's from. I know. And we listen to Oh Yeah Dude. Is it possible that it, we just picked it up from like Jonathan Larroquette and and Seth and They were the Geneseth. The mm-hmm, I would say that. You know what I mean? Like maybe we're all just listening to the same old fucking, you know, dude. burned out LA. Yeah. Dude. It's, 
It's very possible. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff I say is like weird, outdated. Yeah. Like I, I definitely cribbed a lot of my, like that's a weird word. Mm. Uh, a lot of my stuff from my sister or like the memory of my sister from like 1992 because she, we lived in South Florida and she had like a lot of like South Florida early 90s specific slang, mm-hmm. you know, like calling shit raw. You do say that a lot. Yeah. The other day in a show or like before a show, I, I asked someone to give me a dap and like the audience laughed at me because they didn't know what the fuck dap was. What? <laughs> I don't think people are still giving dap, but I know what it is. I in think fact, that's all I'm asking in for fact, at this point. I'm certain that no one is giving dap anymore. Dude, I'm giving dap all the time, my dude. Is this a thing? Mm. Dapper Dan? <laughs> but like, you know. But he looks like Tupac or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a thing. <laughs> I'll workshop it and get back to you. Okay. I feel like there's something there. But maybe I'm not the the right person to bring it to the people, you know? <laughs> But hey, that's free. It that's could, free to use. If someone out there is, that's that's free. That's a, that's yeah. That's on us. That's a freebie. Yeah, Dapper it, Dan. <sighs> There's something there. Maybe if that would have been like during the like the late '80s like rap boom, where like everyone's getting in on the action. Dapper Dan is a good rap name. That's what I'm saying. Fuck, that's a real good rap. And he would just dress like really like real sharp, okay. just like real sharp suits. Now would he be wearing like '50s kind of suits, or would he be like '80s kind of like? I think it would be what people in the 80s thought the 50s looked like, you know? Like, it'd be too big for sure. Oh, sure, sort of like up against the fence of, like, almost a zoot suit. Yeah. Like a little too Dick Tracy. Yeah, it would be very Dick Tracy. Okay. So sort of like a Dick Tracy look, and his name is Dapper Dan. Man, that is You're so You're kind of selling me on Dapper cool. Dan. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> Does he have anything, or is he just... What's what his, does he need? Uh, yeah, what does he need? Really, he certainly has a hat. Well, I mean, beyond, I mean, that goes without saying. What a pocket sort of, watch with a chain. Yeah, I like that. What's his skill set? He's always sort of swinging it around. He always has a handkerchief. If anyone needs one, <laughs> you're <a> sure. <laughs> but can he rap? Can he sing? Oh, obviously he can rap and he can sing. He's got the voice of an angel, <laughs> and the flow of a demon. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> Do we know that he put the screw in the tuna until until the very end? Mm-mm. That's very funny. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.